We're live. Another hero's journey. We got we got double Tylers in the house. We got uh, T Lynn and we got uh, a celeb T Dondero. So we got we got double T's. What's going on, boys? Another hero's journey. Everyone's favorite, um, or myself proclaimed everyone's favorite show on the internet. Where uh, you know we all just get get to listen to me ramble on about my extended hero's journey which has been going on for a while now recently had a birthday it was a quite nice birthday uh, i think i talked about it on the last uh, last journey with uh with goodman and that was a great show i thought that was um that was top notch got a lot of good reviews a lot of good feedback on that so thank you everyone for checking that out and tuning in um it's uh february 20th y'all february 20th uh mid a.m Got notes. We got it's, it's a bit a big episode, guys. Another big episode. I know it's been a, a hot second since I've released, um, you know, the last episode. I apologize. I apologize for that. Lately, I've just been um, really getting this thing sent out to the podcasts. You know, trying to just join that club. I, I want that Joe Rogan money. Joe, I'm coming for that number one spot. Number one spot. But yeah, it's cool, man. I'm using this one site. Um, I'll spill the beans. Anchor. They make it really easy. I'm plowing through. I'm already up to almost episode 30, episode 35. So the goal was to get all those done before. I just checking levels. Looking good there. Looking good there. Bam. We're, we're doubled down. And we got the, the two A7Threes. One's an S. One's not an S. This is the, the the tag team duo right here. This is freaking Undertaker and Kane. Or this is. Sonic and Tails. Like, this is a team that could take down any beast, could conquer any quest. And I'm so honored to have these two brilliant machines in my life. And thank you, camera gods. You rule. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, I was talking about podcast releases. So, these podcasts, I have to release them manually. It's not that hard at all. But I've also been upping my, my thumbnail game. So, I'm joining the the thumbnail crew. Uh, I'll be honest, y'all, for a long time, Sony, uh oh, Sony, unfocused, don't do that. For a long time, I was scared of thumbnails. I was scared. They're hard. Graphic design, I've taken, I took some classes in, in high school and college, and at first I thought it was for me, and then I realized, like, I just don't like sitting in front of a computer for long periods of time, and that's a lot of what graphic design ends up becoming. Same with editing, there's pros and cons to, to, evil, to everything, you know, there's levels of this, as all the coolios say. And for me, I just, I realized, even though I do enjoy being good at a lot of stuff, I had to just kind of take the, take that and put it to the wayside. Take the, my skills in graphic design and basically just making thumbnails and put it to the wayside for many years. And then I recently, uh, shout out Chris Kluzner. Canva. I realize Canva is a smash hit. I'm revealing all my secrets. I probably shouldn't be doing this. Canva makes it so easy to make these thumbnails. Like I, and also I lost my access to Photoshop. You know, I'm kind of like, ugh, like all I would use with the Premiere. With Premiere, you have to pay a monthly subscription. Yo yo, you have to pay a monthly subscription, which kind of sucks. But you know, it is what it is, and I understand that. But I would only use Photoshop. So I have 
opted to go cheaper ways in the past. For a while I was even using like, what was I using, like pre preview in on the Mac. Like I was just using preview as, how you doing, how's your day? Preview on the Mac, yeah I was using preview like a, like a scrub. And my, th and my images, even for my album titles I was using preview, don't tell anyone. And like they look cool, like I, in the end it all came out okay, but at the same time it's like, come on dude, like you're using preview. Kate, what's cracking? Kate, I got your light up there. The Alabana has just popped me off with that. My eye light is looking amazing. Lighting's great in here. Is the music too loud or is the music all right? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in thumbnail land. Now I'm pretty good at thumbnails. So, I, so a lot of things I've been doing is I've been going back on YouTube and redoing all the thumbnails for the hundreds of videos, including the hero's journey. Then I also went in and just like added a bunch of tags and just really, I'm trying to up my YouTube game because for a while I just was playing the like, I don't care about tags and I don't care about having good thumbnails and blah, blah, but in this day and age, like that, that shit really matters. Like the first four seconds of an engagement is gonna either draw the person in or out. And if they look at your thumbnail, that's already one, two seconds and it's just not even engaging. Why are they gonna click on your video? They're not. So that's why all those clickbaity titles and clickbaity thumbnails end up being what you really have to do now if you want to get any traction or any of that when you're a smaller to medium sized guy. When you're bigger, you can kind of just do what you want because you already have subscribers getting notifications. But if you're smaller, I've been on YouTube for so long that I think I'm just buried deep in the algorithm. And so I just kind of went through and, and redesigned a lot of stuff, redid a lot of tags, redid a lot of thumbnails. And that's been taking up a lot of my time. And I'm someone who I like to have a lot of a couple projects going on, but at the same time, I like to finish projects and not have too many open-ended open-ended projects going for too long. So, when I have something that I want to finish, I'll kind of get in the zone and really try to crack it out. And that's kind of what happened with the thumbnail game the last couple weeks, is I've been just like deep in thumbnails and tags and just trying to up the, the ante there. And then with this podcast release, I've been trying to just get up to the, to the 50 episodes I'm at to have those out. Because a lot of the episodes, I like say what the date is and all that. So I didn't want to get too behind and people be watching the listening to the podcast and be like, oh, I said it was January and it's February, stuff like that. So I'm trying to just get all up to speed so that it's all kind of evened out. So lucky I'm almost there. I have 35 episodes out on, on uh, the podcast now. So it's basically these videos you're watching on YouTube and Instagram just in podcast form and it's cool like now it's all over uh it's on spotify google Podcasts. it's not on apple yet but it will soon be there and i've already you know went through a few and they sound good i'm happy with how they sound and you know i still uh have my audio re things that i do for this that i knew this could become a podcast or i just like having that nice audio so I luckily just would export the audio from, from these as the podcast file, as the audio file. And that went super well. So the goal is, you know, maybe by Monday. I've been trying to do five to ten a day. They're kind of hard and they're not that difficult. But, you know, it's just you want, I'm trying to power through. So hopefully by the weekend I'll have them up to 50, if not Monday, Tuesday. And then, then it's smooth sailing. So cheers to that. Got a little list. Appreciate everyone tuning in. We're at the 10 minute mark around. I already talked about like all the things on my list. Not really, but 
So yeah, the thumbnail game I'm up in the ante on. Pretty excited. So yeah, go to my YouTube if, if you guys want. I mean, even on Instagram, I, I feel like the thumbnail nails have me getting better. A lot of those, they're kind of different, but I'm gonna start doing those in, in Canva too, probably. The Instagram thumbnails, just cause Canva makes it so easy. And, and the whole goal with the Instagram ones are to just, when it's in the, on the profile page, and you're looking on the profile page, you, it gets smaller when it's an IGTV, so IGTV's that big. Per, on the preview, it's that big. And when people are scrolling through to see it, you wanna basically really have like almost a cover image or a title, a thumbnail, and you want the thumbnail to be seen well on the preview page. It doesn't matter if it's seen well on the IGTV page, you want it seen well on the preview page. You want it, you know, somewhere in the middle, middle top, and then somewhere in the middle bottom. And there's also like comments up and above and it can get kind of messy, so a little try and error. error. The, the job with, with JB, with Jordan Belford, helped a lot with that because a lot of stuff we were doing was for social media and a lot of it was making edits and then having to put them out on IGTV, um, YouTube. Like, And if you guys know, IGTV is the vertical and YouTube is literally on its size. So that can be a big pain in the ass and... They've gotten better, like now they'll just have standard exports from Final Cut and Adobe where it'll kind of, the, it'll just crop out and the camera kind of guesses where the main attraction of the image is. And you can try that, but it works pretty good, but not perfectly. So, you know, it's just something to think about. A lot of times when you're shooting these, you're not really too concerned like what that export Final Cut is, but 80-ish percent people are watching the stuff on their phones. So you might as well have it looking good on the phone. That should be your number one priority. Unless you're just a YouTube star, then that 16.9 is still classically great. But I've noticed on YouTube, if you export it uh, 16 by 9, which is, you know, the up and down way, YouTube actually has now done it where you make it full screen and it stays 16 by 9 long phone screen. So I've kind of been just uploading a lot of my stuff to YouTube like that, and if you're on a phone, it does look good. But then when you're on a computer, it does kind of the, each side's black and it just does it down the middle. So I'm still not sure the best um, way to do that because I know a lot of people are on their phones with YouTube. So we'll see. I think for now I might still keep doing it up and down just because it's one less edit that I have to export. And I think it's, they're doing good when I do it like that, so we'll see. Um, in other news, guys, I'm on I'm on a pretty heavy Arrested Development kick right now. Um, if, if you guys have been under a rock, Arrested Development is probably in the top 10 best TV shows of all time. Scotty Rowe. And they had a they had a three season run where by the third season, the, the fourth wall had been completely broken and they were just making jokes in the show about how they wanted, they were going to get canceled, and unless you started watching the show more, the show would be canceled. So it was hilarious how they would start making funny jokes, and even like the narrator, who is, um, uh, his red hair, directed Da Vinci Code. We know he is. Um, damn, can't remember his name. But him and Brian Hurwitz, not Hurwitz. Well, anyway. The guys who made it, who are the narrator in Rust Development is one of the executive producers and creators. His name's escaping me for some reason. 
but he's done a lot of really big movies too. And he is just like in the th third season, like, please tell your friends about the show. And it's just, it, it devolves into this like inside joke about how the show's gonna get canceled and they have to like figure out how to not get canceled. Somehow the show, it does get canceled, but then there's so much like fan uproar essentially that years later they bring the show back. And it's funny because the show Arrested Development created a bunch of like huge stars. Like everyone in that show is now like a huge star, is a huge actor or producer or director. And it's like Jason Bateman, I mean, he was a childhood actor too, but Arrested Development re-put him on the map and now Jason Bateman's one of the biggest people in the, in the world, and same with Will Arnett. And, uh, I mean, the dad, um, the dad was already a huge star. And it's just crazy how that, that show, it's just one of those shows you, you can't, you don't make anymore, and you can't make. It's a Seinfeld, it's a Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's a Simpsons, it's a Friends, even. Like, a show that has these characters that end up just becoming the, the actors become the character. And and the writing is so good and the feedback's so good. I feel weird putting Friends in that category now. Friends, I think, is a cool show to consume, but I would not put it in, in the rest of Element category. But back to the story. So they're putting out new episode. They put out two new seasons years later. And the last season five, so now there's five seasons, came out, I think, 2017, 18, maybe? This is like 10 years later. This is a long... The show aired in 2003, I believe. This is 10 years later and all huge stars. So getting them all back together was kind of a pain. And a, some of them look a little different. But it is just like... when you, Even in the latter seasons, they're just still gold. Like you're watching them and you're just like... This is the funniest shit I've ever seen or heard in my life. And they just... It's, they don't make it like that anymore. There's just not... And it's funny because the show I realized, it's not politically correct at all. So you watch it now, then, then season five even, which came out only two or three years ago. And they're saying like, you know, race jokes and religion jokes and sexist jokes. And these kind of jokes that you just, you can't say anymore. Because they're too non-PC and they offend too many people. But that's what was so great about the show is it never took itself seriously. And really, everyone in the show besides Michael is like the classic anti-hero. And they're not really even anti-heroes. They're almost villains. And Michael is like the protagonist. And, and he himself isn't even the best guy. But out of all of them, he's like, he is the best. So it's funny how... I think now, I and mean, when you get older, uh, someone, some YouTube, uh, I think it's called Film History or something, was talking about nowadays... We're more likely to watch, when you get older, you're more likely to enjoy a show or a movie that has an anti-hero. Who has, like a Breaking Bad, shout out Will. A Breaking Bad where um, the star, he's, he's not, he's a hero, but he is the classic anti-hero. Where they're almost like a Holden Caulfield. They're like cursing, they're bad, maybe they're, they treat people kind of crappy, maybe they're, they're... They're just not like this Tom Brady type, that makes sense. Or this, I guess when Tom Brady got hammered, he was being the anti-hero. But, uh, so when you get older, because you realize you, you yourself are not a perfect person. You yourself have flaws and are kind of broken and beaten up. 
and other movies like superhero movies or just movies where they get that's the greatest person ever who's the protagonist it's almost harder to resonate when you get older because you know like that's just a lie when you're young you're idealistic and you can uh kind of jump in that character and be like oh that's me like i'm a great person too i'm that then you get older you realize like shit happens you know we're all uh all our shit stinks <laughs> And you actually uh, resonate more with the with the antihero, with the Patrick Bateman. So, not that you're a murderer, but I think you get my drift there. I don't know how long this one's gonna be, guys. I might keep this one kind of shorter. We'll see here. We're, uh, we got some people in the chat. We got Scotty Rowe, Kate. Thanks for stopping by. I'm doing a lot of different recording. If I keep this under 30, that might work out actually pretty good. Kind of went through all the. Uh, <laughs> Scott said, Michael. Yeah, Job's the best. It's hard because you're like, who's the best character in the rest development? And you go through and you're like, I mean, the, any scene, who's ever in the scene is the best, I've realized. Like, like Lindsay's hilarious, Job. Lindsay's, Lindsay's really funny because she's like the typical Southern California girl. And the show's based in Orange County, the OC, don't call it that. But it's funny because they so they kind of have like this the typical LA-ish personas, but they're in Orange County, so it's like a little more hoity-toity even. Like Orange County is kind of like it's almost even more of a red area of California. Like it's a little more wealthy and so politically speaking, it's a little more Trumpy, I guess. But so the show kind of plays that, and in season four and five, they really start playing to it. They even have images of Trump getting elected, and it's funny because like basically the Blues are like Trumpers. <laughs> they, they, they like voted for Trump or whatever, and it's funny how uh, how like even if you don't like Trump, you'd still like like the Blues because you understand that that. It, that we're in real life now if someone like Trump and you didn't like Trump you're like oh my god like I hate you but the show shows that you can still resonate with someone like Lucille who is the older grandma now the mom who in the, in the episode they joke about building a wall and the whole joke is that they want to build the wall because uh it's a long story but it's just funny how they're talking about building the wall then they, they can't build it and then Trump gets elected and he's like, I want to build this wall. And then Lucio's like, he stole the idea from me. And then Trump's like, we're going to get Mexico to pay for it. And, and Lucio wanted to get China to pay for it. Then she's like, that's a good idea. So that's just funny. <laughs> the Blues are just like evil characters. They're like not good people, but they're hilarious and super fun to watch. And I can't remember the joke Lindsay said. It was so funny. But yeah, guys, if you haven't ever watched Arrested Development, do yourself a favor. Go watch it. It's, it's the best. It's, it's the best. Scott says, construction site segue is the weakest EP out. Michael. We, oh, weakest episode. Construction, really? That episode's hilarious. Where he's like, Michael. Michael. You're also with the segue. Uh, Will Arnett hasn't aged a bit. And like, Michael Sarah was in the show. Um... Maybe, I forgot Maybe's real name, but I saw her out and about and I blew my celeb sighting because I wanted to go talk to Maybe. I saw Maybe at a party. I forget her, her real name, 
but maybe in the show Rest Development, I saw her and I saw the girl from the new Men in Black movie. The woman who's in it with the Thor guy. They were hanging out together at this party in Venice. And I really wanted to go say hello, but I bailed and I regret it ever since. So guys, if you want to do something, go do it. Because I blew that was my chance. Another hot slip sighting and I, I blew it. Scott said, haha, when he's working on the con construction, I cheese. Yeah, yeah, the one episode, Job's working, and he's like, and he's like, we're not even getting paid. They're like, I thought we were making sacrifices, and Job's, <laughs> Job's like, yeah, easy for them to say. They're up on their high towers, like, Job, yeah, Job's the worst. Job's the worst. Um, and then uh, Tobias, who's an analropist, so he's a, a therapist and a, I forget the, the analysis, analysis or something, but it, his, the, the card, his little business card says anal rapist because <laughs> he's a therapist mixed with the an analysis or analy analysis, analyzer or something and he combines the words <laughs> and Michael's like, there's got to be a better way to say that. So the show is a little, the show is, is a little inside jokey, but it's, but if you watch a couple episodes, you'll be in on the joke and then, and then you're in and then you're good. So Highly recommend it, and even season five, which is the newest season, they're all older and it's a little different. Once you just get into it, you're like, okay, this is, it's back, it's gold, it's gold. Ron Howard, Ron Howard is the name of the maker of the show who narrates it, he's a huge director, and he's even in season four in a bunch of the episodes, and they really start breaking, breaking the walls, and you don't know what's real and fake, and Michael becomes a movie producer, and it's just really, they really, have you watched anyone, Scott? They're really funny. But, um, I might keep this one under 30, you know. Just wanted to, to chime in. Say hello. Um, Kate, what's it? Because Kate, Kate likes, uh, Lucille. Lucille is hilarious. I was trying to think who really is my favorite. And it, it's hard. It's really hard because they're all just awesome. And Lucille's so funny. <laughs> Scott said, never knew that was a Ron Howie, Howard. Yeah, the redhead guy um, in the show is Ron Howard. And even Brian, for his last name, the other creator, who's a huge producer, is in the show in season four. And it's funny how Imagine is their uh, their brand. And it's just funny how it's like mimicking real life, like art imitating media. Um, yeah, y'all. I'm going to wrap this one up. This is going to be a short one. Scott, Kate, Tyler, Tyler. Glad everyone hopped on. I appreciate y'all. We out. Peace.